0: Welcome to City Reach Ogden. My name is Vincent Lee. I'm one of the pastors in this church. We have to admit that today we're living in a fallen, broken, problem-ridden world. But the good news is we can be restored by Jesus. Today, I'm going to propose to you three things that Jesus has done and can do in your life they're going to make a huge difference and can restore us all together. Today, we are living in a world which is broken and problematic. How many of you agree with me? We have wars outside. We're living in the middle of a pandemic. We are restricted in our movement. But worst of all, In this place, we cannot solve the problem ourselves. Even in Australia, one of the luckiest, the best equipped with doctors and medical and the richest that we have, we are facing a pandemic of loneliness. Research has shown us that in Australia, people feel the loneliest of all generations, even though we have all the gadgets, all the nice food, and all the money that we have. Beyond Blue have given us a report and show us that we are not in a good state. One million Australians are in depression. Two million Australians have experienced an anxiety. And six Australians try to kill themselves each day. We are living in a world that can, we cannot solve these problems. But who can help us? Who can restore us? I believe that Jesus has done 2,000 years ago, and He can help us today if we let Him to. And there's three things we need to know. A lot of people think that, can money, can fame or success help us to get out of our rug? a very famous comedian called James, uh, Jim Carrey, who knows about Jim Carrey, who, who knows about him. He said, I wish everyone is rich, can achieve everything they want to get and get to the peak of their career. And once they got that, they know that this is not the answer of the soul, of the hole in their soul. They still feel lonely. So who can do it? Who can help us? Jesus can. Now, we're going, I'm going to read a story to you and you can follow up on the PowerPoint. A story that most of you, if you've been to Sunday school, you know about that person. His name is Zacchaeus. And if you want to, we can read together. In Luke chapter 19, it said, Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but because he's short, he could not see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed up a sycamore fig tree to see him, since Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down, at once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to mutter. He has gone to the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now I give half my possessions to the poor. If I have cheated anyone out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, Today, salvation has come to this house because this man, too, is the son of Abraham. For the son of man came to seek and save the lost. We know that in this story, Jesus has three things he has done that restore Zacchaeus, and he can restore us today. The first thing we learned is Jesus seeks Zacchaeus and is seeking you today. Jesus, there's two main characters in this story. One is Zacchaeus. What do we know about Zacchaeus? Zacchaeus is a very wealthy man. Not just wealthy, but he's the chief of all tax collector. He has fame. He has power. But the problem is, everyone hates him. Why? Because at that time, the Jews are governed by the Romans. So, they get tax collectors to get the tax for them. And usually, the tax collectors will squeeze the money out of them and get more money themselves. So, everyone thinks that those tax collectors are bloodsuckers and they're traitors and they hate him. And I think that's the reason when he wants to see celebrity Jesus, nobody goes with him. But he is very resourceful, even though he's short. He's very agile and can climb up a tree and see Jesus. And the second character is Jesus himself. Jesus was a righteous man. People think that he is the Messiah. He's from God. He's a holy man. But to everyone's surprise, Jesus said, Zacchaeus, come down. I'm going to come to your house. And everyone was shocked, even Zacchaeus himself. I am the chief sinners of the whole city. How come this holy man seeks me out? Now, all of us know that there is a God, but we have a myth and things that their God is so far away. There seems to be a veil, a fence that whatever I want to do, I can't go to God. It's like a towering mountain, it's like a giant veil that stop us from going and that's what we have displayed this morning the veil between God and men but the Bible tells us when Jesus tell the story of the lost coin and the lost sheep he said there is a man who have ten gold coins and he lost one so he put the nine coins aside and he sweep he look for the coin. And when we find it he celebrate with everyone and tell his neighbors and also there's a shepherd who have hundred sheep. One sheep is lost. So he put the sheep in a sheep pen and go all out to look for that sheep. And when he's finally, he carried the sheep on his back, so happy. And Jesus is said, this is like the Father in heaven. Many years ago, when my son Chris is only three years old. How many you know people know my son? He was three years old, and we went to Queensland for holidays. And he's a very energetic lad, and he ran around. And one day, when we were in the lobby, he ran into the lift. And right in front of our eyes, we saw the lift doors close slowly. Even though I'm as fast as Usain Bolt, I can't stop the door. And right in front of my eyes, my son disappeared. And we're so afraid, we're screaming. My my wife and I will scream and say, no, no, no. This is the heart of God. He wants to seek you. You are lost. God wants to seek you out today. And that's why in the last verse, Jesus explained the whole story. He said, the son of man came to seek and try to find the lost. Jesus is seeking you today Why do we have this drama? Why do we build this church? Why do your friends begging you to come to church? Because God is using us to reach out to you to seek you I was a physiotherapist before but God calls me out of my vocation to be a pastor because he loves you to reach out to people like me and Graham so that we became pastors. Then full time we want to reach out to you on behalf of Jesus. God loves you today and is seeking you. The second thing I want you to learn from this story is Jesus sympathized with us. You say, 2,000 years ago, how can Jesus understand my problem? I've been betrayed by people, by loved ones. I was cheated on my marriage. I was treated by someone in the business. But Jesus was betrayed by his best friend. The story was told when Jesus was in Gethsemane. Judas, his closest disciple, came and gave him a kiss as a signal, this is the man you need to to catch. Jesus was betrayed by his best friend. Jesus understands when you're being betrayed. And you say, I have been abused. I have been mocked. I have been kicked. I've been beaten. But Jesus understands it as well. The Bible tell us that when Jesus was taken, he was spat on, he was mocked, a f- crown of thorns was put in his head, and he was bleeding and he was nailed on the cross until all his blood runs dry to die for us. Jesus understands the hurt that we have. For some of you who knows me, my wife passed away a year ago on Easter Monday. (laughs) It's a tragedy, but God opens up for me a new ministry. When I go and visit, the widowers and the widows and people who has gone through cancer, they opened their arms to me. Said, Pastor Vincent, people do not understand our hurt, but you do. Please come in. I just give them a hug and I just love them. In the same way, Jesus understands your hurt today. Jesus understands what you've gone through and He wants you to come to him the third thing we know from Jesus is Jesus saves in the Bible verse Jesus said salvation has come to this house because this guy is also the son of Abraham so what does he save him from what power does Jesus has Jesus is saying that the root of his problem and any of the problems in the world is because of our sin, our greed, our hate. All this, the root problem is sin. And Jesus eventually died for us on the cross so he can say it. Because on the cross that we have spoken and uh, sing about today, it's about Jesus taking our sin on himself. If, I, if we imagine these are the sins of us and the weight of sin is upon us so that we have all the frustration, all the loneliness, all the hurt, all the pain in this world on the cross. This what we call a beautiful exchange that Jesus have taken all our pain and put on himself on the cross. And on the cross, Jesus gives us a strange, Word, He said, "Father, Father, why have you forsaken me? Now, some people think that because Father, God and Jesus haven't discussed it and he thought He's betrayed. No, 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 that's not what Jesus wants to tell us. He tells us that a holy God cannot have sin uh, to deal with people with sin, because we are unholy. But when Jesus have taken the sin upon himself, He became a sinner for us. So He said to us that because of sin on Himself, God have to forsake Him. It's a beautiful exchange that Jesus died on the cross with our sins on Him. And look at this hand. Our pain, our hurt, our frustration, our loneliness can be exchanged with God's righteousness and abundant life. That's what's happened on the cross. And when he breathed his last breath, the veil was broken. The boundary, the barrier between God and man has been broken so that we can walk to God and we can approach God because our sins problem has been taken care of. But that's the catch to it, that if you want to get this abundant life and freedom and out of loneliness we read a verse before what jesus said Zacchaeus said if i have cheated anyone i'm going to give them four times and i'm going to give half of my procession to the poor now i've never seen anyone who give away all his money and is so happy he is happy because he's free from sin, free from loneliness, free to go back to God. God demands us to repent and that's what secure. He knows that he's squeezing people, money cheated people and that's why so lonely. And today you may have committed some sins in your life. God wants you to take sin and put it on the cross and for people who do not know jesus this is also your chance the bible tells us in romans that if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that he is lord you can be saved so today it can be a day of salvation for you and for christians jesus said in revelation three twenty, he said i said, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hear my voice and open the door for him, for me, I will come in. That is for Christian. But this invitation is for everyone, Christian and non-Christian. Now, an artist tried to depict this by painting a picture. But his friends, when they see the picture, they said, Hey, brother, you have painted this picture wrong. There's no handle on this picture on the door. And the artist say, aha, there is a handle. The handle is on the inside. God is not going to force His way into our heart. We need to repent from outside. He's waiting. For us to get our sin problem or our loneliness problem out of our life we need to repent and for Zacchaeus he did that and that's why Jesus said salvation has come to your house today this salvation this problem solving uh, method can be done in your life as well if you can just repent I'm going to give you an opportunity so if you can all stand up for me now this is very dark here, nobody can see you. But with all our eyes closed and head bowed, when I count to three, you can put your hands up and suggest to God that, God, I repented of my sin and I want to ask you to come and restore me again. I'm going to count to three. The world said, peace, peace, peace. But we found that there's no peace can be as close as your breath if you can listen to God and respond to God one two. think about it nobody's seeing only God if you put your hands up God is coming to come in the Bible first said if you open the door I might come in no it say I will come in Jesus is saying that I will come and restore you if you can only let me in. Don't set any barriers between you and I again. So when I comes to free, put your hands up. God will enter your life right now. Number three, free, just put your hands up. Nobody can see it. Put your hands, God see it, you can put your hand down. That's great, excellent. Father, we thank you for the hands that have put up. We ask you to fill us with your Holy Spirit today today, help us to be restored. Help us to develop relationship with you so that we can be free again in Jesus' name. I